Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And as usual, we will help you keep it running thanks to the help you get from ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Morning, Dan. Good morning. How about this temperature? How about this temperature? I was thinking, I was talking to my son, Tony, about, I said, I wonder how th- what things are happening at Lloyd's this week, given no sub-zero temperatures. Potholes. Oh, that <laughs> is true. They're uh, they're showing up all over. Yeah, potholes are unbelievable. And, you know, I, I don't know, it's going to be a terrible year. You think so? Yeah, well, it's kind of early, don't you think? I for, do, yeah. For, uh, for the significant fo- potholes that I'm finding around town. And, of course, this time of year, they can't fix it. And uh, that's a challenge. So uh, I don't. I don't know. But uh, yes, no. We're starting to see uh, wheel and suspension damage from potholes. Whoa. So you know, potholes are an interesting thing. We should talk about that a little bit sure. because uh, while it's very important for your car to avoid potholes, sometimes it's just not possible. And uh, make sure that when you're driving, you think safety first. In other words. You certainly want to miss a pothole, but you don't want to do that at the risk of your own safety or the safety of those around. Dodging them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. be careful about dodging them, too. And as we drive the same route every day, you know, we start to learn where the potholes are. And and you can plan ahead a little bit, but uh, I encourage that. Plan ahead a little bit, but but be careful about that. When you're dodging the pothole, don't hurt yourself or someone else in the process. Good point. Uh, if you have any kind of a car care question before you ha- need to bring your vehicle in for service at your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, call us or text us. Dan is here to help. He's done it for many years. Our phone number and the text number are identical, 651-989-9226. If you do have any kind of a car care question, don't wait. As uh, we say every week, Dan will be here till just about 740 or so, 745 or a little earlier than that, uh, before Jack Farrell. So call or text your car care question now would be the best time. 651-989-9226. Uh, forgive me, Dan, if, I, if I'm if i repeating some, but I saved some uh, text messages. Oh, good. Like we, we mentioned last week. If I, We've done this already. Uh, maybe you can uh, correct me on that. I should get uh, the answer right. If you, yeah, that's <laughs> right. This is, you've done the test before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 2011. Uh, regular cab Silverado. When it's really wet outside, with rain or snow, I get condensation uh, on all windows so much I have to wipe off with a towel. Yeah, something's wrong there. That uh, the condensation should not be happening. I'd say a uh, few things are possible. You could certainly have a heater co- a heater core that's starting to leak a little bit of coolant uh, through the heater core into the into the um, Passenger compartment. So that would be my biggest concern. Uh, but another thing that could cause that is if the uh, water from your heater box isn't draining out of the car properly. Like in the summertime, when you run your air conditioner, the condensation gets stuck in the heater box and it's meant to drain out. And then, the, you know, the fan circulates through there and dries it all. Um, if that's not draining properly, then you're storing water in there. And of course, you're just adding humidity to the inside of the vehicle. Uh, 
And then another thing that, that happens, and, and uh, I actually did this last night when I parked our little service truck in the shop at Lloyd's, is I turned a fan on it on the inside because uh, every time you're getting in and out of your vehicle today, this time of year, with these conditions, you're dragging slush in with you and you're getting your carpet and your floor mats and all of that all wet. Oh, boy, that's true. And that's hard on the car. Uh, the the That wet in there all the time is hard on the floorboards. There's wiring that runs underneath the uh, carpet uh, in, in many cases. And, and there's engine or there's computer components that are down in that area too. So it's best to keep that stuff dry. And, uh, you know, I did it on my own little service truck because it was getting smelly in there. Oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I just put a fan in there and left the windows open and let it circulate all night. And when I go in this morning, it'll be all dry and fine. And, and, uh, but that, but you should do that maybe once in a while. I was thinking uh, along those lines. In fact, yesterday, the way the way that it has been rather slushy lately, mm-hmm. uh, and the moderate temperatures, uh, and the floor mats are are dirty. Right there, I thought. In fact, I told my son, "Hey, you know what? This might be a good time to take these floor mats out and clean them." Yeah, it is, and because uh, they get pretty gunky. You know, if you go to one of those spray car washes. Oh yeah, I've done this in Colorado. You go to one of those spray car washes. They have a place where you can just hang them on the wall and spray them and shoot them. It makes it really easy. Yeah, <laughs> what a great idea. Yeah. Say, so if you have any kind of a car care question, we don't want to leave you guys out. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six is the number for the phone call and the uh, text message. But again, don't wait. Dan will be here for, uh, oh, about another 30, 30 30-some minutes or so. Uh, Here is a uh, text that just came in. Uh, Text that says, I have a 2012 Ford Focus, 140,000 miles on it. It will go only about 30 miles an hour. What's wrong with that? Well, I don't know. I I don't know if the transmission's not shifting or if the engine's lacking power or... Something like that, but it that's significant, and uh, you're going to need to bring that in and, and get some help. I assume if it's only going willing to go 30 miles an hour, the uh, check engine light's on, so that'll probably give us some information, uh, whatever those uh, codes that are stored in there are about. But uh, but yeah, you better get that in pretty soon, I guess, and have that checked. That, yeah, that's not so. That's not okay. Yeah, you can't drive on the freeway like. That. Well, certainly not. But the bigger yeah. problem is if there's something wrong with the car. Uh, say, for example, the catalytic converter has melted down and is plugging the exhaust or something like that. Have you seen that happen? I have seen that. You have? Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. and there's uh, lots of other uh, problems that can get worse because of that. So uh, when you're when you're having symptoms, serious symptoms like that, you need to get that in and get a check before something worse happens. Yeah. Call in your uh, car care question or text it into Dan. Uh, 651-989-9226. I know we have to break soon, but there's a text just came in. Uh, 2003 uh, Toyota Avalon smells like burnt fluid through vents when idling and not moving. Yeah, you know, you probably have a small oil leak, Um, you know, maybe from the valve cover gasket or something like that or from an oil pressure sensor that's dripping uh right onto the exhaust and then of course when the exhaust is hot and a drip of oil hits it it burns off right away and creates that smoky smell you know the oily burnt oil smell and your intake for your heater is right there uh, underneath your wiper blades so if the oil is dripping on the back side of the engine it's very common for that smell 
to be getting inside the car. So I think mm. if you bring it in and have somebody check it for an oil leak, they'll find one. And uh, it, when you repair that oil leak, it should repair your smell. Right. You know that just a little bit of oil burning on an exhaust, just one drop, makes a huge it does, doesn't it? Yeah. smoke yeah. <laughs> and smell. So uh, it doesn't take much. So bring it in. Yeah, bring it in. All right. We're going to take a real fast break, and if you have any kind of a car care question, please don't wait. Call it in or text it in if you want to chat with Dan. Phone number is 651-989-9226. Text number is 651-989-9226 as well. Good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Law here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. In case you don't know where that is, Dan will tell us. I will tell you, it is at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or give a call this morning. Jim will be there, 651-228-1316. You can friend us on Facebook, as you've reminded me. I do all the time. Yeah, so uh, pretty much anywhere you look, you'll find us. All right, we'll get you that phone number uh, before Dan leaves us, and I'll see you right after the show, uh, my show, later on this morning. A little maintenance I need. All right, call in your question or text it in for Dan. Same number applies, 651-989-9226. Let's go to the phones. I think Walt is there in Plymouth. Walt, what is your question for Dan? Hello. I got a 2003 Pontiac Sunbird. And I put some, e, I believe it was E88 in it, and it ran really lousy. And I don't know if I was able to or should use it in it, but uh, I ran it all out, and I put uh, a premium, more premium gas in, and all of a sudden on the highway it, it just stops dead. I mean, the motor just stops. And I close to the shoulder, I have to put it in park and, and uh, try to start it up again. Sometimes it starts, sometimes it takes a while to start. Hmm. Um, I don't know if the E85 has anything to do with your problem or not. It might. If the vehicle's not made to run on E85 and you get too much alcohol in there. It, um, it wasn't E85. I thought it was E88. Is there such a thing? I haven't heard of that. But at any rate, it it it, it it's the it has ethanol in it, and dependent upon the quantity of ethanol, if the car is not designed to run on it, it won't run very well. And of course, if you blended it, you know, if you filled it up and blended it with some regular gas, uh, regular unleaded, then that alcohol content content gets diluted a little bit. Um, so that makes a difference, too. And I don't know if the problems you're having now, though, are related. If you ran all that fuel out and then filled it up, and if it runs fine now other than the fact that it uh, stalls while you're driving down the highway, uh, I wonder if it's fuel. I, I'm not sure. But at any rate, if you brought it into a shop, what they're going to do is put some test equipment on it. Probably the first thing they're going to do just put a fuel pressure gauge on it and take it out for a drive, get it tacked up, and see if the fuel pressure is uh, is is causing the problem. And you know the fact that that you've had uh, or that you had this fuel related incident, uh, it would just be suspect that that's where they would want to look first to see if it's fuel related. But they'll put a fuel they'll put a, a fuel pressure gauge on it. They'll put a spark indicator on it. A whole bunch of equipment. They'll put their you know, laptop computer attach it to your car and 
monitor all the uh, all the sensors and somewhere along the way obviously if it's stalling one of the main ingredients for the vehicle to keep running is going away and while it seems complicated it's actually pretty simple to figure out which of those ingredients is going away and then once we know that then you can zero on and in on where the repair will, will take place all right very good thank you walt 651-989-9226 let's go to rick who is calling from Brooklyn Center. Rick, what's your question? Good morning. Good morning, guys. I bought a used uh, Ford van from my neighbor. It's a 2002. It came with two key fobs and two keys. Both keys work for the passenger door and the back door, but neither key will unlock my driver door. I have to use the key fob. And I even got some uh, uh, graphite and tried to squirt it into the key slot, but uh, no luck. Hmm. Well, uh, worst case scenario is that uh, key cylinder, the cylinder in the door can be replaced. But the first thing I would try is uh, calling a locksmith. Uh, one of the locks or lots of the locksmiths will even deal remotely. They'll come to your, uh, come to your house or vehicle and, uh, and see if they can't get in there and repair that. Uh, rather than taking the whole door panel apart and uh, having to deal with it that way. No matter what, they'll be able to help you <clears throat> either way to get that key working, you know, if you care enough for that. But but uh, other than what you've done to lubricate it, um, uh, um, that's all you can do. Uh, beyond that, you're going you're gonna to need to get some help. And that's one of the things, Denny, that we I recommend to people is – Every year or several times a year, get take the key out of your pocket, actually put it yes. in all the doors, turn the key, and make sure that all of those tumblers and stuff in your doors keep moving. Because if all we ever use is our key fob, those lock cylinders absolutely will freeze up. And, and So exercise working. the key yeah, a little bit. exercise the key a little bit. Put it in and out of the door several times a year if you can, and uh, and keep using it once in a while. All right. Let's see who's next. Jim is calling from Kansas City this morning. Jim, uh, Jim, how is it? Good morning. How's their signal coming in? Good morning, Danny. It is uh, strong and steady. I'm really glad. Excellent. Well, what can we do for you this morning? Well, it takes a lot to make me actually call in. But when I heard uh, the guy with the ethanol problem, I, I've been wanting to call in about that for a, a long time. Okay. Because... Look, I am very pro-agriculture, I'm pro-farmer, um, and they need all every advantage they can get. But you'll hear them go on and on and on about this 88 ethanol. They're constantly wanting to put more and more of that gas ethanol in our gas. And the reason I bring it up is because I oftentimes buy gas that's supposed to have no ethanol in it, and I know darn well it's in there because I can smell the alcohol coming out of it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that's uh, interesting. What what do you think of that, Dan? Well, it's uh, I, it's just the world we live in today, and you know the the cars are designed for that. You, I, as we found, you know, by uh, just talking on air, there's lots of places around where you can buy uh, unleaded gas without. Mm -hmm. allegedly without any right. alcohol in it and uh if if uh, what you're finding you think you think still has ethanol in it you should uh shop around or try somewhere else because uh i i think that if they're advertising that it doesn't have alcohol in it i think it's true 
Uh, cars are certainly designed for it. I mean, my car runs on it every day and yours does. Sure. And uh, it's just fine for the vehicle. But if you have something about it that you don't like, it's it's certainly available. You just have to shop around. And, and if you're not finding the gas that you want, uh, look a little bit further and you will find it. I, I use uh, the quote, I found found one place that used a quote, the that that uh, no alcohol, not you know, right. not not added to it. But I only use it for like small engines. Yeah, and we can test it. I mean, we ah, we can test can. it. You can uh, actually, it's a little looks like a little chemistry set, like when you were a, a kid with little sure. tubes in it, and uh, you put the gas in, and you add a certain amount of of water and shake it up, and and if there's alcohol in there, it'll separate and. Uh, you know, take the alcohol out, or in other words, the water will grow because of the because of the uh, alcohol, alcohol that you're grabbing. Um, but uh, you know, I don't I don't test it very often. So, Jim, thank you for the call. Interesting question. Interesting. I know we have to break here, but I want to grab a text message that came in a bit ago. Uh, it says I have a 2014 Honda Accord with maintenance minder. My last oil change was July of 2019. I have 5,000 miles since the last change. My oil usage system says I have 60%, and system says I should change oil at 15%. I generally try and change oil every six months. Is that too often? Your thoughts on how often I should change oil? Every six months. You keep doing what you're doing. So that's okay. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. You can't overdo it. You can't overdo no, your oil. And my argument is, uh, yes, you could go further on your oil change according to the manufacturer if you want. But I think it's important for me to see your vehicle at least twice a year anyway for a whole bunch of other reasons. All of the other fluids and light bulbs and wiper blades and safety inspection and all of the things that we do with an oil change, I think I should see your car twice a year. And, Denny, I certainly see your cars at least twice yeah. a year. And you certainly don't need an oil change most of the times when you get one. <laughs> I just couldn't sleep at night. <laughs> I know. I know. All right. So uh, go with your gut. You're right. You should have it changed twice a year, and, and don't worry about that. I, <clears throat> when I get done changing your oil, I'll reset that light back to 100 anyway. So that's just part of what we do. Well, I'll have you know that the vehicle I'm bringing in today, uh, uh, Sandy's truck, has not been changed in nine months. Oh, boy. So, yeah. shame yeah. on me. Yeah, shame on you. All right, we need to take a quick break here. John and Jim, you're going to be next on the phone, then we'll grab some text messages here on CCO's Car Care Show. Good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here, Lloyd's Automotive Guy, Dan Burns, who is an ASC certified technician you'll find there. In fact, you'll find him there today. Uh, when will you guys open up? Eight? Eight o'clock. Yeah. Eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have texts. We have uh, callers. We promised uh, Dan, uh, John, and Jim they'd be next on the phone. Let's uh, go to John first, who's calling from uh, Bayport, I believe. John, good morning. Thanks for waiting. Yeah, good morning to you guys, too. And uh, Danny and your guests, thank you guys so much for putting on a show like this. Uh, big part of the reason CCO is uh, the best radio station out there. Outstanding. You took the words right out of my mouth. No, that's very kind of you. Thank you. Well, it's a big public service. Anyway, I've got an 09 Dodge Charger with the 3.5 liter uh, motor V6. And the last month now, I've had some transmission slipping going on where when I uh, start up and, and take off, the first stop sign I come to a block or two down the road, uh, I stop and when I go to accelerate, uh, I get nothing. Uh, and the motor will rev up and after five seconds or so, uh, then it will kick back into gear and 
drive fine. It seems that once I've been driving around for 10, 15 minutes or so and it's warmed up, uh, that goes away. I don't have any more trouble. Um, but it's been doing that pretty consistently now the last month. Um, I've heard uh, that it could just be a, you know, a computer control problem uh, of some kind, uh, but I haven't checked into it very, very deep yet. Mm. Well, uh, you certainly can check that. I think the first thing I would do is check the fluid. Are you able to check the fluid on this, or have you checked the fluid on it? Um, I have not yet. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I should be able to do that myself. I don't know. You might not be capable of doing that. Sometimes the sometimes the to check the fluid. Mm-hmm. Uh, requires a scan tool and knowing the temperature of the transmission and all that. But that's the first thing you should do. And if you find that the fluid is low, first thing you should do, of course, is uh, repair the leak because uh, it's going somewhere if the if the fluid is low. And if it's low enough or if it's been <clears throat> low enough for it to be slipping, like what you're mm-hmm. describing, uh, you should get after that pretty soon because uh, when it's low like that, that's hard on the transmission. Don't don't allow that to happen, uh, to slip like that. Um, and, and if you find that the transmission was fluid, was low, that you did have a leak and you repaired the leak, you should change that transmission fluid too because uh, it's probably burnt a little bit uh, from the slipping. So that's my advice. Check the fluid. Uh, if it's low, repair the leak and change the fluid if it's been low. And if it's something other than that, you're going to have to take it in and get some professional help uh, and uh, and do some diagnostics and see uh, if it's that the transmission itself is failing, if a seal is going bad or something like that, or uh, or if it is simply just a, uh, a solenoid of some sort. Okay. Thank you, John. Appreciate the call. Uh, Jim's calling in from Isanti, I believe, this morning. Jim, what is your question for Dan? Yeah, well, I got a wind star, which doesn't matter, but it's a rack and pinion that's leaking on the end where the tie rod comes out. Mm-hmm. I've tried every mechanic in the can I could find, but nothing stops it. I was just thinking, wondering if I put some STP in there to slow it down because it'll thicken it up, you know? Would that be, what would happen if I did that? Well, it uh, it's a band aid that probably won't work anyway. Uh, if it's leaking out of the end, by the tie rod, either a bushing has gone bad and allowing it to move around and, and take the seal out of it, or the seal has uh, failed. But uh, no matter what, uh, that seal uh, in the aftermarket is not serviceable. Uh, what it would what it would require is to actually replace the rack and pinion unit, and so you'd have to decide if the vehicle is worth that investment for you or not. But uh, but that's what the repair is going to be, will be to replace that rack and pinion. All right. Very good. Thank you, Jim. And I don't want to forget our texters either. Let's uh, see uh, who has been texting lately. Uh, 2008 Impala windshield wash quit working, changed the fuse, replaced the pump, still won't spray. What to check next? <laughs> well, the, uh, you're on a good... You're on a good what, what you should check next and what I, what I would check is... Uh, see if the at the pump if you're getting power and ground and if you are not getting power and ground and if you're not hearing the pump run I would assume that you are not first of all if you are hearing the pump run then uh, then it's it's you certainly have power and ground but if you don't have power and ground then you're going to have to get a wiring diagram out 
and figure out how it's wired. Uh, is you know, does it go back to the switch? Does it go through a relay? Uh, are you sure you changed the right fuse or inspected the right fuse? Um, I don't know if you're uh, talented enough to get into all that or if you simply want to bring it in and have somebody do this diagnosis for you. Um, the good news for you is that's a pretty simple circuit, so if you do bring it in, it won't cost too terribly much uh, to get it diagnosed and figure out what you need to do to actually repair it. Okay, very good. I, you know, I want, just yeah. to finish my thought on that, <clears throat> that can get expensive to, like, replace the pump just guessing and uh, I, 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 people are always hesitant to pay for diagnostics, but that's way the cheapest way to go than to just guess and, and buy parts and put them in. That so, makes sense. Yeah, so uh, pay for the diagnostic. That's cheap. Don't throw parts at it. Well, you do say. the same thing with the doctor. It's, it's cheaper to go in and, and figure out what's really wrong instead of just guessing. <laughs> tell them everything. <laughs> yeah, tell them the whole story. That's the other part. Yeah. Tell them the whole story. All right. Uh, the question from a text, as far as that earlier text about the wet windshield, mm-hmm. uh, could that be due to the heater setting on recirculate inside there? Well, it, it could. No, not really. It, I mean, it, it, that certainly has an effect if you have the it, fresh air coming in or if you have recirculate coming in. But if it's bad enough that you've actually got to take a rag and wipe the window off and, and there's nothing you can do to... You know, if you leave the car run long enough, it certainly should clear the windows, no matter what where it's set. And uh, so, if it's if it's staying foggy enough where you have to rub it with a rag, there's something wrong. There's some. There's too much moisture being introduced on the inside of the car, and and you need to address that. Texter says, since I average, there's an addendum to this too. uh, Average a thousand miles per week on my personal vehicle. How often should I get an oil change and tire rotation? Currently changing oil and rotating tires every six to eight weeks, depending on mileage. So somebody puts on a thousand miles a week. Yeah, I, I probably, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to go more than you know ten or twelve thousand miles on the tire rotation for sure. Okay. And the oil change probably, I wouldn't go that far. So if what did they say they're doing six or eight thousand? Uh, they uh, they six to eight weeks depending yeah, on right. Uh, so if they're if they're changing the oil and rotating the tires every six or eight thousand, I think that's a, that's the right range. Okay. to be dealing. So with they're that. on track. Yep, I think they're yeah. on track. All right, very good. I think we have time for one more uh, text. Good morning. It says an '07 Honda Odyssey. Will all the transmission fluid drain from the plug so I can change it myself? You cannot. Well, why is that? No, it will not. It won't. All of it yeah, will come no, out. No, it won't. It won't. It won't all come out. And um, there is yeah, the, one answer for that would be if you do it multiple times. Uh, you know, if you say for the next four oil changes, you change the transmission fluid every time. Yeah. Then you'll get there. You'll get but it off. No, <laughs> on a drain and fill, all your draining is the is the uh, is the pan or it or the uh you know the 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 reservoir for the fluid 100 percent won't and be the, you know the the torque converter or none of a big part of the or the cooler or none of that will drain okay there's so, there's your do, answer do it more than once and you'll 
be getting ha- you'll be getting close. We're out of time, Dan. Nick next week. Nick next week. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Yes, well, we'll see you in a couple of weeks then. Sounds good. And I'll see you a little while uh, for another oil change. Sounds good. We'll take All good right. care how, of you. How do we get uh, as always? How yeah. do we get in touch with Lloyd's? Well, come on over, like you're going to to nine. Come on over and see Denny this yeah, morning. How about yeah, that? Yeah. Get your oil changed. Six five one two two eight. 1316 is our phone number. Our address is 982 Grand Avenue, and you can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net. See you in a couple hours. Sounds good. All right, very good. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.